Um, and one thing that became very clear, and you'll hear it in this message, there's no power in the flesh at all. There's zero power in the flesh. As we sang the song, there's power in the blood. Because we know getting up at five in the morning each and every day, cooking and serving and, and all of these different things and building, it was hot. Um, it was a lot going on. None of us were operating in our own power. None of us. None of us were operating by anything other than the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, the power in the spirit. And so today's message, you might find it unique, you might find it a little different, but I want you to understand that your flesh, your flesh, everybody kind of touch yourself, you know, you kind of, you feel that, it doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't, it doesn't help you get anywhere or any, any further in the kingdom. You know, all the, all the meals that were cooked, all the tools that were carried, all the vehicles that went, all of that stuff, it, it was for the purpose of the kingdom, but it didn't get us any further into the kingdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing, you know, it, it, it didn't, you know, the RV went up there, but it, all it did was transport us. But it was the power of God that kept it going, okay? You know, trust me, my wife's not a morning person. When my, alarm, when my little phone went off at 5 o'clock every morning, you know, you, all you heard was just growl. <laughs> Thank God she wasn't in one of the dorms with everyone else. So they, everybody would have cleared out. But no, she didn't growl that loud. But, but, but it was a, she had her moments, but she had her, you know, it was hard to get going. You know, you look for downtime. So just understand how weak the flesh is, okay? Understand how weak the flesh is. You know, I, I even had an experience. I know Miss Patsy wanted me to tell everyone, but she, she, she either I do it or she's going to do it. So I, uh, I had an incident where, I, you know, I'm deathly allergic to cats. Uh, now, y'all have heard me say that before, but y'all don't understand. I actually had an experience where I went in a house where a cat was, and my throat started closing up. I got back to the facility. You know, I literally laid out on the grass, and I couldn't breathe. I was having trouble breathing. And um, trust me, my flesh was giving up. But there was people praying. I was laying there trying to get air, but I was praying too, trust me, you know. Uh, and I wasn't trusting in my throat to cl open up because I took some Benadryl to get it open. I wasn't trusting in my, I was trusting in what God had done. In chapter 9, verse 1. Paul starts out by saying, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my life. We'll stop right there for a minute. Paul is starting out his concern for Israel. And he's saying, I have great sorrow and grief in my life. Paul really cared for the people of Israel. He cared for him, and, he, and when he says, I'm not lying, he says, I'm telling you the truth about how much I care about you. I care so much about you that I, I have great sorrow and this unceasing grief in my heart. In verse 3 reads, for I, could, uh, for I could wish that I myself were cursed, or in other words, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. 
who are Israelites, to whom belong the adoption of, as sons, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the temple services, and the promises, whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ according to the flesh, who is over all, God, be, God bless forever. Amen. See, Paul is in anguish because Israel is being forsaken for a moment. Israel's being set aside for a moment for you and I. For you and I to believe in the blood that was spilled. For you and I to, be, to believe in the sacrifice that was given. For you and I, Israel is being set aside for that. You've heard this a lot, I know. But get it carefully and understand this clearly. That it pains him and he wishes he could sacrifice himself. He wishes he could be accursed himself. But you know what? Paul doing that in the flesh would get Israel nothing whatsoever. So he has to understand that God has made a sacrifice. God has not only made the fleshly sacrifice, he's made the spiritual sacrifice. He's done everything that he can so that Israel will have a remnant, that Israel will remain. But it was all done so that you as a Gentile, you that sit in here, that don't fully understand the salvation that you received, if you have it, you that sit here confused about how faith is working in your life. You that sit in here confused about what you should do next. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, set aside a people so that you could get that understanding. See, when I say there's no power in the flesh, this day and age we rely heavily on, on the flesh. We rely on our, our negotiation skills to buy cars, um, our abilities to talk to people, to get them to do things for us, don't we? We rely on a lot of things, don't we? We rely on our hands and our feet, our feet to get us somewhere, our hands to grasp, grasp things. We rely on our eyes to see. We rely, sorry, I keep doing it, don't I, Brother Gene? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. We rely on all these things, our ears to hear, all of these things. But, but, God, but Peter said this. He said, look at verse 3, For I, wish, I, I could wish that I myself were a curse, separated from Christ for the sake of my brother, my kinsman, according to the flesh. He's saying this. He's saying, Israel, God promised you all of this. God wants to give you all this, and I wish I could sacrifice so you could maintain it. But there's a Trey sitting here that needs Jesus, and you've got to wait. There's a Kim sitting here that needs Jesus, and you have to wait. There's a Chris, and there's a Susan, and there's a Jason, and there's a Maggie. There's sitting, there's some people in 2018 that needed Jesus. They have them. That needed Jesus, and you got to wait. you got to be set aside, Israel. But it pains me that you have to do that. But because I can't save you through the flesh, I have a God. I have a Jesus. That can save you through the blood. You see, because my fleshly works, my fleshly attitude, my fleshly doings will get me nowhere. They will get me nowhere. And, you know, we had. I sit down and think about the mission. And I think about, you know, we had a lot of prayer before we left. And we got up there safely. We got back safely. Some of us, yes, we had travel troubles, but you know what? They're here today because there was a God that heard a prayer that protected them and got them here. God brought us back 
when, when we left, we were driving out yesterday morning, and it was a little bit before 6 o'clock as we left, and, and I was on the road, and we were rolling, and, you know, we were rocking, and we were rolling, and, and I said, whoa, Miss Patsy, we need you to pray while we were rowing, ro- rolling, because guess what? We weren't rowing. Well, we were rolling because guess what? The RV was working. It was in good shape. The AC was working. It was comfortable. We were going down the road, but it wasn't by the power of that RV that we were going to make it back here. There was nothing in the flesh that was going to make us get back here. It was only through the power of Jesus Christ that we made it safely. And if y'all had seen me driving yesterday, you would have known that. (laughs) Amen. You agree to that? Look, you wanted to get home as bad as everybody else did. 26,000 pounds, 75 miles an hour, we were going. It was going, though. It was safe. I wasn't re- careless or reckless or anything like that. So don't worry, parents. Don't worry about that. They were all safe. We kept them. Harump. <laughs> Thank you, John. I needed that. But verse 6 opens up our eyes to something. Look at verse 6. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel. Look at verse 7. Nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. But through Isaac, your descendants will be named. See, God, just because, just because God has, God is not, he's trying to explain to Israel and all of us, just because you don't fit it. Listen, I'm just as much a roper as a roper is a Jones. It has nothing to do with the namesake. I am just, hey, I'm just as much a Bailey as a Bailey is, guess what, a Sims. It has nothing to do with, you see, see, the Finchers over here. The Finchers are just as much walkers. I know nobody wants the last name Fincher. It's a bird, right? Nobody wants the last name Fincher. But anyway, no, but I understand you're just as much a walker as a walker is a pricket. It is just black and white. Preach it from the pew, brother. Listen. Listen to what's going on. They're not all. Let's look at verse 6. But it is not that though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel. You're not Jew. Anybody in here is a Jew. Hey, great. I'm glad you're, you're God's chosen people. Well, guess what? Now I'm God's chosen people. I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. By the blood of Jesus Christ, I am a Jew. And I'm not a descendant of Abraham. And understand what the scripture is saying. You see, association in the flesh has no place in the spirit. You see? The association in the flesh has no place in the spirit. The spirit is works and it unifies us all. It makes us all descendants of Abraham. And God couldn't, he wasn't going to do it through the flesh. He wasn't going to do it through the flesh, y'all. He couldn't save anyone through the flesh. He wasn't going to save anyone through the flesh because it's so temporal. It's so temporary. It wasn't going to last forever. But he unified us. He joined us together in the spirit. And the blood did that. The blood brought us all together. The blood made us all descendants. The, 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 so Israel doesn't need to worry about just that God took their promise and gave it to someone else. He's still keeping their promise 
but he expanded that promise to all of us sitting here so that we may have joy and understand the promises of God. Now, look at verse 7 again. Nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. How big is Sulphur Springs Baptist Church? How big is this congregation? How big is it? Somebody answer the question. How big? It should be bigger. Because the church, Sulphur Springs, you're, listen, let me tell you something. I consider the gentleman across the road as a member of Sulphur Springs Baptist Church. Even though he doesn't have a signed card, he's a member. Why is he a member? Because we're going to go over and we're going to make him, not make him, we're going to preach Jesus. The house down the road, the house after that one, the house after that one, the house after that one. You don't have to be on a roll to be part of this church. What you need to do is be a part of the kingdom of God. And all we need to do is bring them in. Just because they're not named on this roll doesn't mean we don't make them a member. And I know I don't want everybody freaking out and saying, Brother David, you're just saying anyone who drives down the road can be a member of Sulphur Springs Baptist Church. If they're lost and dying going to hell and we preach Jesus Christ to them and they come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, yeah, I'm saying that. Rewrite the bylaws if you want to. You can change the church covenant if you want to. But just because they don't step foot in here don't mean we don't make them a part of this. Amen, Brother Bill, because guess what? We're not the building, right? How many times do you hear it? Every time a tornado comes through and rips down the church, every time a fire burns down the church, guess what the pastor gets up there and says? The church is not the building, it's the... Exactly. Not one drop of blood was spilt for a brick put in this building. When not one drop of blood was spilt for the electricity that you see coming out in these lights. Not one drop of blood was spilled for this carpet. Not one drop of blood was spilled for the pew. But it was spilled for people. Whew. I was preaching last Sunday morning. I got a little ghetto, didn't I, Maggie? Okay, good, thank you. I tried to represent us well. God did good. I had to stay out of the way. But what happens? Let me tell you something. I'll give you a perfect example. They're not all Abraham's descendants. Not all the ones that are getting saved are Abraham's descendants. Okay? They're not all his descendants. But if they come to know Jesus Christ, they become his descendants. Look at the last part of verse 7. Through Isaac, your descendants will be named. Understand the key word is will be named. In other words, God is going to call you out by name, not by your heritage. You got to get it. You better understand it. He's going to call you out. Let me tell you something. Hey, Ingo's sitting back here all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean, from Germany. He's sitting in here, but guess what he is? He's a member of Sulphur Springs because he's bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he was named by God. He's our brother in Christ. Preach it. He's our brother in Christ. And look what happens. 
That is, look at verse 8, that is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God. You see, I'm a roper today. Cindy didn't hatch me. Okay? Cindy did not hatch me. But let me tell you something. I'm a roper. Mike Roper didn't hatch me. Big Mike, he didn't. But let me tell you something. Mess with me and watch how many ropers come showing up. Huh? Ain't that right, David? That's right. They ain't the locksmith made that'll be able to get them out of the box that y'all put them in. Hey, I'm a roper, not by descendants, not by the flesh, but because we're joined in Christ. Yeah, that's the way it works. Look, Jerome. I got to call him my brother. He's my brother. He's adopted. Anyway, but he got <laughs> But no, I got to call him my brother. Why? Because it's in Christ. He's a descendant just like me. And guess what? Don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. Leave him alone. Look at this. That, that is, it's not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. Those of you that believe in the promise, you become a descendant. Those of you that put your, so you know what, when we were in Kentucky, when we were up there, and we ran into all those lovely people, oh my goodness. And we left there, we, me and Bonnie left there with another son, sorry son, you're still my son, but we left there with another son. And he's more annoying than you, son. And I'm here to tell you, he is, ain't he? Amen. Woo, he's something. But don't mess with him. Because he's a descendant. And, he's, part, and he's, he's put his faith in the power and the promise of Jesus Christ. Here, that's where he lies right now. And he went out on outreach with us. And he went out giving out Bibles. I knew he was my son because guess what? That joker could witness, buddy. He was standing there. He was speaking. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, dude, we're not doing the tongues today. He was going to town. All of my children, all of God's children aren't identified by that. You see, because the flesh, the flesh can't accomplish what we're trying. We can be real good friends, can't we, if we're not saved? Couldn't we? Oh, I can be your good buddy. I can be your good friend. I take back the good part, the buddy part. I can be your good friend. I can do that. But it's different when the blood is shared. It's different. It's different when the blood, when, when Jesus Christ, because and, and, you see, yeah, you can do a DNA test on me and me and Pam Long, we might not find a, 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 an example or a match anywhere in our line. Would we? Maybe, maybe not. It depends. But, but, yes, you get it? You get it? So now let me keep going here. Let me keep going here because there's, there's, a, there's a point at the end of this, okay? Look at verse 9. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah will have a son. And not only this, but there was Rebekah also. When she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac. For though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad, Understand this. They had done nothing. 
so that God's purpose according to his choice would stand, not because of the works, but because of him who called. Look at verse 12. It was said to her, the older will serve the younger. The older will serve the younger. Now this puts it all in perspective for us. We will serve the Jews. We will serve those who aren't living in the, pro- in, in, in the promise right now. You hear what I'm saying? Those who aren't living according to the promises, those who aren't living according to the blood, guess what we got to do? We got to get out there and get them lined up with the promise. Get them lined up with the blood. Kristen goes to Israel every year to get them lined up with the blood of Christ, right? We're the younger. The Jews had the promise, but we're living it. Get it. So understand what has to happen now. What does it mean for you to line up to take care of your descendants, your blood relatives in Jesus Christ? What does it mean? See, this is where this is going. This is where I used Ingo as an example. I'll use him again. He doesn't mind. He'll leave anyway, and he'll come back, and he'll forget about it. He still loves me. He keeps coming back. That's good when you keep coming from. Where's your visitors from? I had one from Germany today. (laughs) And he's not a visitor. He's a church member. He's a church member. You need to really, you know, those who come in this church and and are born again believers in Christ, we need to quit calling them visitors. Because guess what? We're all visitors. Wow, that was good. That was just thrown in there. God just did that. We're just passing through. Come on, Bill. You're right. But the older will serve the younger. So what does that mean? That blood that you sang about, oh, precious is the flow, all that you sang about, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? That you've been placed into the kingdom as a descendant for, for the purpose of Jesus Christ. Not to do anything in your flesh, but to do everything in the spirit, according to the spirit and by the spirit, which will come out as a result in the flesh, won't it? It will come out and will work through you. But the spirit will be doing it. The spirit will be doing it and not the flesh. The spirit, because you see what the spirit does. Guess what? He said that your descendants will be named. That means the spirit is going out according to what God has said to do, not according to what you are saying to do, not according to anything in the flesh. Now look at verse 23. Excuse me. Look at verse 23. And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory. Look what he did. He made you a descendant, showing you mercy, but so also that you would provide mercy. How many of you have family members that you just wish would forgive you? Raise your hand. If you have family members that you just wish, y'all don't have any family members that you want to, oh, thank you, brother guy. You have family members that you want, thank you, that you want to forgive you. You want them to show you mercy. And God did that by making us descendants 
and he's showing us mercy. You see? See, he took us from being part of the first son, you know, Esau, the first one that came out. He took us from being part of that family, and he put us into the family of the second one that came out holding on to his ankle. You see, because the first will serve the last, the second one. And that's what happens. This is what happened to us. And so guess what? In turn, God at the end result wants us to show that we're descendants of him through the merciless, the merciful acts of our lives through the merciful attitude that we have toward each other. Through the mer- you see, it's not in the flesh, but it's the spirit that changed you. And, it's, it, and it's, it's all of these things that have happened in your life that made you a descendant of God. And since you were not supposed to be a descendant and were made to be a descendant, what should be the end result? Hmm? What should be the end result? You tell me, you've been preaching today. You've been preaching more than I have. You tell me, what should be the end result? I heard gratitude. What else? What else should be the end result? Mercy, praise, salvation. What else? Come on, church. Wake up. I know it's late. Look, none of y'all drove long as I did yesterday, and I ain't sleeping, so you shouldn't be asleep. I'll be able to use that for a long, long time. What is it? What is that mercy? What? And, and he did. So look at verse 23 again. And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy. Wow, love. Vessels of mercy. A vessel that he created. Hey, you don't understand? Go back to verse 21. Or does the potter have the right over the clay to make from the, uh, have the right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable and use and the other, another for common use? You see, what if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? See, that's his mercy. That's at work. So he's created us to be those vessels by making us descendants. And God's descendants behave a certain way. Just like all these films look a, look a certain way, right? Huh? I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. I mean, look at look at Johnson. Stand up. Get just boy. Get up, boy. Is that my son? Oh, you okay? Not just because we're just the same skin color, but how is that my son? He looks like me. Sit down, son. Thank you. He's my descendant. He's my descendant because he looks like me. You're my descendant because you look like me. We're descendants of God because we look like him. Now, what does God look like? Woo, God, at this day of grace, what does God look like? Love, what else does he look like? He looks like mercy. What else does he look like? Grace, salvation, what else does he look like? Peace, joy, happiness. What Miss B was teaching us 
about praising our God. Guess what happened? Guess what's happening in heaven right now? Singing is going on. Hands are being lifted. Miss Betty Beasley, she's in heaven right now. She ain't laying in no Cook Springs nursing home suffering from any kind of illness. But my goodness, she can see, she can walk, she can hear, she can talk. A block party, man. Robert, I don't wish any illness on you, but man, I tell you, stop. No, just kidding. The descendant needs to look like and be like and act like what they're descended from. And you can't do that in the flesh. You can, you can play Christianity all day long. You can fake it all day long, can't you? You can get on TV and do an interview and tell everybody how much you love everyone. You can walk up and down the street. I hear it all day at work. I hear it every day. I hear them. Beep, 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 beep. Sounds like Morse code going on in the plant. There's so much cussing going on. You know, you're just trying to hit that beep button fast enough. And then when the pastor shows up. Oh, either crickets or, how was church Sunday, pastor? (laughs) 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 Did you hear what you just said? (laughs) Yes. See, those aren't, are those descendants? Have they been named? Have you been named? Have you been named? Ask yourself that. Close your Bibles. We're done. If you're relying on the flesh, if you're relying on the flesh to keep you a member, to keep you, to keep you as as God desires you to be, we've got issues, and we need to handle them through the Spirit of God. If you are relying on the Spirit of God, and you're not behaving like a descendant, we have issues, and we need to get you lined up with the Spirit of God. Gratitude, the graciousness, but being merciful, all of these things that have been shown us, make us descendants from, make us Abraham's descendants, make us a descendant of God. And even though by all rights, by every right, God has to say you're not a descendant, you're not a Jew, you do not deserve to be anything other than what you are, I will make you more, and I will make you a descendant. And I will call you by name. And I will say, Brother Gene, you're a descendant, and I'm calling you by name. I will say that. Brother Kent, you're a descendant. I make you, I make you mine. I make you mine. You got it? Then be mine. As the ropers, I'm gonna use, I'm using them a lot, but as they made me a descendant. Now, I ain't going I ain't going treasure hunting and I ain't going snake hunting and I ain't going fishing. <laughs> I'm talking about the spiritual attributes you have, not all that other stuff y'all been doing out there in the woods. I ain't doing that. But I make they they make me theirs. I can show up at the reunion just like anybody else. 
Can I not? Cindy, I'm not going. Cindy told me no. That's fine. You can show up at the Jones house. Just announce yourself because she doesn't like unannounced visitors. But you would be, you're considered descended. So understand, I want you to take this time as we get ready to close, as we get ready to pray. Get the care and concern that Paul had for those who have been left out. That's what we read first. Get the care and concern for those who've been left out. Those who are without. Those vessels that haven't been used. Get the care and concern for them. And the only way you can get that is remembering that you, you were them. Okay? And your fleshly membership here doesn't gain you anything. But your flesh, your spiritual membership in the kingdom of God gains you everything. Okay? We're going to do something a little bit different. You have, a, you have an invitation, son? Come on up. Come on up with us.